0: Sandy Porter's life was nothing short of a fairy tale. She had the perfect career, the perfect husband, and the perfect friends. But when her supposedly perfect husband, Dwight, drops a bomb that threatens the life they've built together, Dandy is dumbfounded, realizing the only option is divorce the two-part ways, and things couldn't have happened at a worse time than Christmas. Now having lost part of the wonderful life she once lived, Dandy wants nothing to do with Christmas or any celebrations of it, but when her friend convinces her to come out to the Cherry Oak Bay cabins, Dandy finds herself trapped with a handsome gangster, making her realize that getting in the Christmas spirit will be the least of her worries. Hezekiah Dade has lived the life most aspiring drug dealers and kingpins wish for. He's indulged in money, women, and plenty of luxuries. But now at the age of 41, he's retired and moved back home to the small town of Cherry Oak Bay. When his longtime fiance and her father began to put pressure on him to set a wedding date, Hezekiah panics. Needing a quick escape to decide if he can love her or leave her, he finds that escape in the Cherry Bay and the Cherry Oak Bay cabins, while snowed in with the beautiful but grumpy Dandy. Will sparks fly between these two passionate but intense individuals? And if so, can they prove the romance is real, or will they find that their snowed-in romance was only meant to be short-lived? Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to the show. And we are here to discuss another Siobhan Latrice book that was so amazing. It's called Snowed in Love with You, and I loved it. Now, you know how I have, I don't want to say complain, but how I brought to the forefront how I don't want to read about high schoolers from people that, like, we're now in our 30s or a little bit older or even approaching thirty. I don't want to read about that anymore. I want to read about older people. And I love that Siobhan brought an older couple to us. And I mentioned the, uh, what is it, the reading group on Facebook before. And she got wonderful feedback about this book. Everybody loved it. It's like it was a switch up for her because she's my gangster girl. Like when I want quote unquote thug books, hood niggas. Siobhan is who I go to and I love it every time. So to see this, cause it still involves a drug dealer, but he's retired now. It's like, you get to see what it's like on the other side of that. And I loved it. So let's jump right into it. So we're gonna start with Thandy. Thandy is at a doctor's appointment seeing if it's possible for her to have children. She's now 40. And her and her husband, Dwight, they always said, like, children was not in the books for them. They didn't want that. They just wanted it to be them, too. And they loved it. Like, it's just like, it's us. We're going to do this together. No kids. We don't need none of that. And then Dwight switches up and says, you know, he wants one baby. And it's like, you pick a fine time to tell me this, now that I'm in my 40s. Like, it's harder for women on the other side of 40 or approaching 40 to get pregnant and so at this doctor's appointment they tell her it's a real slim chance damn near impossible for her to get pregnant which she already knew this but she was going to the doctor just to confirm anyway so she can have this conversation with dwight so she goes home and dwight is actually there and she's like you know you home early and uh what's up and he's like they live in a small town so he's like you know i got word that you were at the doctor's office and she's like yeah i wanted to see what was the possibility or probability of my being able to get pregnant and he gets upset talking about why would you do this without me i feel like you went just so you could come back with a lie and she's like you know why what reason do i have to lie to you like we always said we never wanted kids and now that i'm at the age that i'm at like i can't have kids there's nothing to lie about why would i lie about this to you and so this is where they make the decision to get a divorce because he says you know i've been seeing my friends and other family members with their babies and it made me realize that i want one and she's like well I can't do that. So I guess we just part ways at this point. And so they both agree. And it's just like, even though they both agreed, it's a punch to the gut. It's like, we've been married for, what, 12 years? And we've constantly said that kids weren't for us. And even now, she doesn't want to have kids. But if there was a chance that she could have a successful pregnancy... She would do that for him because she loves him that much. And it's just like, you know, I'm willing to give up this part of myself for you. But you waited too long. And I didn't blame her. Like, I was on Thandy's side. I was just like, I don't understand. But I also agreed. It's just like, this... (sighs) It's going to be hurtful regardless, but I love the maturity of it because it's like if we sit down and have this conversation and we realize that we can't come to an agreement and we want two different things, the best thing for both of us is to part ways from each other. So I was happy that they decided to get a divorce, but it hurt because it's so close to Christmas. So um Dandy is a lawyer. She um owns or she partners with another friend of hers. Like they co-own a law firm together. So like she was very successful. She is very successful, but you know, she like throws herself into her work. She doesn't want to do anything. She goes to what visit her mom and her sister. And then she also has a conversation with her friend where, you know, annually it was like a couple trip together where they would go up to the cabins. So her best friend Shannon. No, that was the husband's name. What was the friend's name? I forgot her best friend name. Oh my god, I'm mad I'm drawing a blank. But uh Thandy's best friend and her husband Shannon, and then you would have Thandy and Dwight, and they would all go on this trip together. So now that Dwight it's not there she doesn't want to go she's like you know i don't want to be a third wheel but her friend is like don't let him stop you from doing something you love you love coming up here join us while we're up here so she agrees to come and it's like as soon as they well no, i think before they even get there so she's walking one day like in the city and there's a guy who has his trunk open and he's like blasting music now the one thing about Thandi she can't stand thugs she don't like drug dealers even though just looking at the man you wouldn't be able to tell he's a drug dealer but she doesn't like hoodlums basically so just seeing the man standing outside with his music blasting she can't stand him from the very get-go and they have like a small interaction but it's nothing really to write home about and you know he's smirking at her while basically not paying her any attention and she's just disgusted by him without even knowing him now so then they get to the cabin i'm sorry i jumped ahead so the man that she was egging that's uh hezekiah dade now He's our former drug dealer slash kingpin who has retired and got out of that life. He has legitimate businesses now. And he also has a fiance who he has been with for 10 years, just proposed to her. You know, he's cheated on her, basically done whatever he wanted to, but she's the one that stuck around and he realized that he wanted to be with her. So he proposed, but I think what they've been engaged for like a year he hasn't set a date at all and the fiance is pushing for a date but he's just like I'm not ready for that right now and he's come to the realization that he literally just proposed to her to get her to shut up so it's just like I'm not gonna let you go so here's this ring but I'm also not gonna marry you anytime soon now, his main problem with his fiance is she tells her daddy everything. So the dad, because they're having dinner together, and the dad asks him, you know, so how closer are we to picking out a date and actually moving forward with a wedding? So, you know, he puts the dad in his place and is like, you know, I'll set a date when I'm ready. I'm not ready right now and nobody is going to force me into a date, which... I completely understand and I applaud because it's just like, if I said I'm not ready, that means I'm not ready. So nor uh, you or your daughter, y'all not going to force me to pick a time. And then he's always telling her, like, stop telling your daddy everything. You running to tell your dad some stuff, thinking that that's going to make me make a decision, ain't doing nothing but pulling me further away from you. And Even after that dinner, you know, he leaves to walk out. And she rushes after him and was like, I didn't tell him to do that. He did that on his own. Like, girl, you a damn lie. And why is you wasting my time? Because, sad to say, it's like he knows that she's a doormat. He could tell her whatever, do whatever. And she's not going to say anything. The only time she does anything is when she tells her dad. And her dad either tells her what to do or she gets her dad to, like, do the pushing for her. So, he decide, uh, what's this? I'm gonna call him Zeke. Zeke decides, you know what? I need a few days to myself. I'm just going to get a little getaway and leave it alone. So, um, she's like, tell me where you going. And he's like, no, I'm not telling you where I'm going. Cause you're going to try to pop up on me and, you know, include yourself on the trip when I just said, I need to be by myself. So, While Thandy and her best friend and Shannon are at the cabin, they hear the door open thinking like somebody might be about to rob them and it's Zeke and he has a key, you know, like he don't let himself in. He's like, ain't this cabin three? And they're like, yeah, but we're using it. He's like, damn, you know, he was hoping to use it and it was like a mix up. But there's a bad storm coming in, so they tell him, you know, you might as well come on in. Uh, it ain't no use to trying to get back on the road. Just stay with us. So at first he's like, no, but they convinced him to stay. Now, Dandy, that's my only gripe with her. Like, sis, ain't nobody said too many words to you, and you acting real. Ugh. And it's just like that man ain't saying nothing to you, ain't did nothing to you for you to be acting stank i just i can't stand people with the uppity attitude because she just felt like she was so much better than him like okay yeah girl he used to sell drugs he used to be a drug dealer and he can still hold a conversation like he's still flirting he still got you feeling some type of way in them panties so why are you so like rude to this man and that's the one thing i wish quote unquote uppity people would realize it's like why are you thinking you so much better than somebody you really showing how uncouth you are by acting like that, but we ain't going to get into that. So while they're at the cabin, uh, they run out of wood or they realize they don't have enough wood. So Thandie's best friend and her husband, they decide that they're going to leave to go get more wood. But it's terrible outside. Because at first, uh, Shannon was going to try to go by himself, but his wife ain't having it. She's like, you're not going out by yourself, so I'm going with you. So, of course, like when they leave, she thought that Zeke had left as well, so she was gonna be there by herself, but he was actually still there, and the blizzard is just getting worse and worse, so uh, at one point, Zeke even goes out to see if he can see them anywhere because Sandy is worried about them, but you know, he doesn't find them, he doesn't see them, and it's not until much later where uh. Thandie gets a call. No, she calls her best friend and the best friend answers, and was like, you know, we got locked in at the store, but, uh, the owner, like basically either stay right above or right next to the store. So they're all crashing there for the night with another couple. And she's like, you know, I'll see you later. So then later on in the night, Zeke, he was sleeping on the couch. But there's some more firewood so he's like basically freezing downstairs so he goes upstairs to get into bed with her and she's like Ugh, what you doing he's like man ain't nobody trying nothing i'm just trying not to die so it's like basically we can use our body heat together like calm down so she puts a pillow in between them and uh, um, <clears throat> you know that's it but they've been flirting kissing here and there But Thandi, like she finds out that he has a fiance and she's still trying to mend her broken heart of being divorced at Christmas time. So, but when she finds out that he has a fiance, that makes her not like him even more, even though he's really feeling her. So by the end of the trip, he realizes that, you know, I like you. I don't want to be married to this girl, even though we all knew that he never wanted to be married to her. He was just trying to make it work. Uh So it's just like, yeah, but she's like, no, I think it was just like the cabin. Uh What is it like just caught up in the romantic aura of the weekend or however long they spent there. And he's like, no, I know that I want you like she wouldn't even give him her number. He's like, give me your number so I can call you after this. And she's like, no. He's like, don't make me have to find you. And she's like, well, do what you do best. But whatever happens here, stays here. So they had they yeah, they had sex at the cabin. And that's what it was. Like even after they had sex, she still wouldn't give up the number. So they all leave the cabin and you know she gets a phone call one day and then Zeke Zeke done found her. And um He's like, you know, I told you that I want you and then I'm going to make it happen. And he broke it off with his fiance because it's just like the the chemistry ain't there. I really don't want this life with you. I was just settling because I thought that's what it was. But, you know, I found somebody I really like he didn't tell her that but you know he just tells her it's not working but that's the reality of the situation and oh i forgot to mention at the cabin like they had went to the store and at the store what the hell oops sorry y'all um at the store the fiance's best friend has saw them walking up and down the aisle together. And she comes over and is like, hi, I'm his fiance's best friend. And Dandy, what did she tell her? She was like, okay, um, I'm his business partner. We're all sharing a cabin together, but you're more than welcome to join us if you would like to. And she's like, she felt embarrassed at first. And she's like, oh no. And she walked away. So when he came back home and was breaking it off with his fiance, the fiancé then asks, is it because my best friend saw you with another woman up there? And he tells her, no, that had nothing to do with it. Um, This was going in regardless because you too far with your father, you know, like you too close to your father for me and you always run into him for advice or making him butt into our relationship, and I'm a grown-ass man, and your father can't tell me what to do, so, you know, she's upset by that, but they ended, and it was either that same night, or, like, the next night, he gets a phone call, and said, that uh tells him he's building something, like, for children, and old girl's dad had donated three million dollars to the cause and the phone call is a lady telling him you know he withdrew his donation so they're stopping the building of the building until that money can be paid now he's an ex kingpin like he has money stored away so oh excuse me he took the father's donation you know because he was in a relationship with his fiance. but he didn't he never needed his money so he's like all right I had the money to y'all by the next business day like it's nothing so he's like I know he thought he was doing something but he really ain't doing nothing so after he called Thandy to let her know like yeah I know exactly where you are I got access to you they start dating, and it's exactly the same as it was at the cabin, and she realizes that all of her thoughts about thugs may have been misplaced or misguided, and as things are going great between them, Dwight decides to pop his ass back up for some reason. Now, she had already heard, because they live in a small town, that he had somebody else and the woman was pregnant and she knew that that's why he so readily agreed to the divorce because it's either like you already got somebody or you plan on meeting somebody to have this baby that you want so desperately but anyway he comes to her law firm just to tell her you know I'm getting married and she's pregnant So she tells him, you know, congratulations, I'm happy for you. But then she rushes out of her office and he's like right outside because she ran outside with no coat and he could tell that she's upset. And it's like, why did you have to come and tell me that face to face? You could have kept that information to yourself. We really didn't have to see each other. And although she doesn't want kids it's like, I was married to you for 12 years, it's been, like, what, a month, if that, and you already got somebody new, and she's pregnant, and y'all, like, engaged or some shit like that, like, come on now, make that make sense, and, so anyway, while they're outside, she's looking upset, she ain't got no coat on, Zeke, pulls up and it's like you know why does she look upset like what did you do to her and he ends up choking Dwight and Thandi like she catches the attitude and it's like you didn't have to act like that it didn't have to be that way basically like you a hood nigga and I don't fuck with that and he's like you sound stupid which she did it's like if somebody's making you upset And he told her, like, he really came down there just to throw that in your face. And if you can't understand why, as your man, I would handle that for you. Basically, I don't know what to tell you. But then he also apologizes, which I kind of didn't like. Because I felt like he he really had to chase her. And it's like, basically, no, I'll do better. Please don't leave. It's like, girl, come on now. You used to that soft shit, and I'm not with that. But, you know, they end up spending Christmas together. He meets her mama and her sister who love him. And I believe she meets his mom and his mom loves her. So they're working towards something. It's like they not. Did they get a good? No, they didn't get a it good. It's just like it's a good relationship and she's working towards something new. So they're snowed in love together. It was so great. Like I said, I really love this book. Please go pick it up. It's called Snowed in Love with You by Siobhan Latrice. Peace and blessings, my beautiful people.